Not even the stomach flu can keep me away from this podcast. Welcome on in uh, to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as a sick boy. Uh, and thank you to my vice mayor, Jesse Friedman, for holding it down for me uh, while I was out yesterday. Thank you, sir. Uh, but of course, it's the Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Well, the stomach flu did keep you out for one day, Derek. So it, I, 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 mean, don't, I don't know what you're was, talking I, about there. I was in the office. I was ready to go. Uh, you know, you did not want to be locked in a room with me at that point. So, uh, let's be honest here. Uh, things weren't, things weren't going well for me yesterday, but, uh, things didn't go well for the Diamondbacks this weekend either. You could say, uh, they did lose three out of four to the San Diego Padres. And of course that immediately has us asking the question, is this team still a wagon? Jesse, are they still a wagon? I want to say yes. And, uh, I want to say that, Uh, There's a lot of reasons that even if they did lose this particular series to the Padres, we should still be pretty happy overall with the record the Diamondbacks have as we close out the month of April. Yeah, I mean, I'm still a little bit unclear on on what exactly makes a team a wagon. You're you're gonna you know you know I'm a very analytical person, Derek. You're gonna have to give me a formal uh, definition need, at some need, point of what that means. You need factors. You need like stats. You need like where exactly is the threshold? Like you know the like a 95 mile per hour hard hit ball. That's a hard hit ball. We know that. We know where the where the threshold is on that. I would say, considering the strength of schedule, considering how difficult their schedule was in the month of April that coming out with a 500 record or better makes them a wagon. That's what I'm going to say, because things get much easier after this. And, uh, of course, they've they've had their ups and downs. Uh, not everything has gone their way. But still, when you look back at this month, and they've only lost two series in the month of April, considering how difficult their opponents were, uh, I'm going to say that the Diamondbacks are still a wagon. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about are the D-backs in a good position, like have they played well? That's a, that's a question that I can answer. And to that, I will emphatically say yes. The Arizona Diamondbacks, <laughs> uh, right, 12 and 11 uh, after these 23 games. Uh, Derek, we've, we've pegged these 23 games uh, for a while, uh, far before the season even started as being a big key to this season. Uh, the last thing you want is to, you know, start the year eight and 15, nine and 14, something like that. And to be honest, I, I came into the season thinking that those were fairly realistic outcomes because the Dodgers are very good. The Padres are, are very good. At least, at least we think those two teams are. Um, and then you got the Cardinals in there. The Brewers have one of the best records in the National League right now. The Miami Marlins, uh, you know, beat the D-backs in that three-game series and are, are 12 and 10 to start the year. So, there was a a world in which the D-backs could still have a decent 2023 season and have been terrible through through the first 23 games of the year, right? That's how difficult this stretch was for them on paper to come out of this 12 and 11, you know, even though they they dropped 3 out of 4 games to the Padres, it's still an enormous win in my book. Uh, and it's just not that it's not just an enormous win in your book. Jesse wrote an article actually about this. And I know that you covered a lot of uh, a lot of what we're talking about. But man, when you take a listen to Tori Lovello's comments uh, that you that you have a quote from in your article where he said, my family, my friends were all worried about having to play the Dodgers and the Padres the first 10 games of the season. I said it would be a great test for us. And no matter how we come out of the record wise, we're going to be better for it. The fact that we've come out a little bit ahead I'm excited about. And I think everybody should be excited about, to be honest. I mean, I know it's a, it, it's, it's a little bit of a bummer to come off of a weekend like that and lose a four-game series at home to the Padres. Um, but, man, I mean, the Padres are just such a difficult 
team. They're, they're just such a very, very deep team. Uh, something else that you covered in your article that, you know, it's just when you start looking past the superstars, the guys that beat the Diamondbacks in this series weren't even those guys, really. It really was uh, yeah. those other depth pieces that really, you know, you, you concentrate and you focus all your energy on the Juan Sotos and the Man- Manny Machados. And now you have Matt Carpenter coming up here, hitting eight RBI in a game or however many he had. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of crazy, but I, I do think that uh, the Diamondbacks fans, us, we should we should be thrilled about where they're at and that they still have a lot of work to go. Right. I mean, obviously, they've come back down to earth a little bit, but uh, this entire time, I don't really feel like they've ever really been playing really, really well. Like they had a couple of games, the nine to nothing win in the series against the Padres, probably one of their biggest wins of the season, uh, most impressive wins of the season. But. I mean, the, the rest of the wins, they've just been finding a way to win. And, and that in itself is a bit impressive considering that they're not, you know, kind of rolling on all cylinders at this point. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be one thing if, you know, you had several guys hitting 400 and, you know, Jake McCarthy had a 1,200 OPS or, you know, like some of those things have happened, right? I mean, Geraldo Perdomo has had an unprecedented start to the year. Uh, there have been some some big positives in the early going, but by no means are you seeing this Diamondbacks team just like playing out of their minds, right? Like, I think there are a lot of guys who haven't really hit their stride yet. If you look at Lourdes Gurriel Jr., I know is he, he's had some some good days more recently, but his numbers for the season, he's still been a below replacement level player. Like his full sure. body of work is actually quite poor at this point. Uh, Jake McCarthy, I know he had a, a big home run late in that game yesterday, which was certainly good for him to see. He's been pretty much a non-factor offensively. Uh, Alec Thomas has had his his moments, but overall, you really haven't gotten much there. So, yeah, Jake, Jake. Speaking of which, Jake had a lot to say about my hair. Um, just all things considered, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> I had a lot to say about my hair. Uh, speaking of which, I really did, Jesse, meet an exquisite hairstyle uh, hairstylist at the pro wrestling show the other night. Um, really? She had, she had purple hair, and she just happened to tell me, because uh, I was going to ask her who did her hair. I was asking, I was going to approach oh. this woman and see what hairstylist, like if she had a card, some information she could pass along. And then she told me she was the hairstylist that did her own hair and that wow. she specializes specializes jesse in purple hair what are the odds of that those <laughs> odds that that that's those odds are are slim to none man let me tell you so uh i don't know things might be things things might be progressing and i might not be able to stop it to purple hair Derek. but uh the schedule does get easier not just now not just here at the end of this month but the entire month of may is something that uh at this point looks looks fairly nice even though some of the teams that we probably had checked off as being easier easier opponents might not be so uh easy now but uh they do finish up april with three at home versus the royals and then three in colorado so in order to get to purple hair Derek, they have to win three of those six games good luck gentlemen uh but how fitting how fitting would it be jesse if they did secure this victory in colorado right a little little purple 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 action going on there maybe i don't know uh, but anyway, uh, May does start out with the most difficult test going forward with the Texas Rangers, who have been pretty good this season. Yeah. But after that, man, things get so much easier for this team. We're talking about Washington Nationals, Miami Marlins, again, probably one of their biggest opponents uh, in the month. Then you got the Giants, the Oakland A's, the Pirates, another surprising team that's been very, very good this season, uh, Phillies, Red Sox, and then you close out with the Rockies. And Honestly, those are all very winnable series looking forward. 
They really are. Yeah, they really are. I mean, it's not necessarily that, you know, it's not like it's all the A's and the Nationals or something where it's like, oh my gosh, you better win these series. There are some decent teams in there, but sure. there's but there are no teams that compare to what the D-backs have been facing up until this point, at least we think, right? right? We still think the Cardinals are going to be a pretty good team. The Brewers look like they're certainly going to be formidable, whether it's in the division race or uh, in the wild card. So, yeah, the Marlins are the only team the D-backs have played up to this point where you felt like you had, you know, a, a good chance to win a series, a team that's maybe not that good. But in this next, uh, it's 34 games. I mean, this is literally from now through June 1st, the Diamondbacks will not see a team that is of the caliber of basically all of the teams that they've played up until this point. It's it's an incredible 180. Like this stretch might be the, the degree to which this stretch is easy might be even greater than the degree to which what they've played up until right. now is difficult. Like right. it, it is a complete switch to the other direction. Right. Because even some of the teams that might have been tougher weren't, right? Like, you know, some of these teams that we're looking at ahead. They're, they're not too intimidating, uh, at least with the way they've been playing up to this point this season. Like I said, you got the Rangers, the Pirates, maybe the Marlins. Those are the teams that are going to be. The, yeah. And I, I still have my I still have my suspicions about really all of those teams, if I'm being honest. Oh, definitely. None of them about the Pirates winning the Central. <laughs> no, no. But the Pirates, man, they're off to an incredible start. And you just got off. They're, they're first right now in the National League Central. Uh, they just secured their manager a contract extension with the way they've been playing so well. So, I mean, there there's a lot there to like. But most importantly, it's just it's fun, right? Like we've talked we've been wanting this. We've been wanting the tide to turn on some of these bigger teams. And to be honest, I love to see teams like the Tampa Bay Rays and the Pirates being uh, on, on people's, you know, uh, power rankings now above other teams i love to see the orioles up there and to be honest the diamondbacks still falling in the top 15 in a lot of uh power rankings which i feel like is fair because even though we are very excited about what they've done they're still playing close to 500 baseball at this point uh yeah. and really haven't done enough i think to you know have them up in the top 10 teams of baseball yet but i feel like they're on the rise and i think things will change with this easier schedule not i don't think as many analysts will think about or, or factor that in that their schedule was so hard in the month of April and so easy in the month of May. So when they start seeing them win these games, it's going to be, uh, it's uh, hopefully I should say, I shouldn't just put the cart. Cause again, this is uh, a, <laughs> like you said, they played well against uh, uh, better opponents. And then, you know, honestly not to uh, attack the Marlins, but the one team that we thought that they would kind of uh, have their way with a bit was the team that the first one to beat them in a series. So they can't overlook any of these teams. And it really is imperative that they do get on a roll in the month of May. Uh, June is not as easy, but it still has its fair share of easy opponents too. They don't see these other teams. They don't see these Dodgers and these Padres again until August. So that's something that's uh, very exciting. Very exciting to not have to can look I, at these, this Padres lineup again. Can I, can I ask you? So I think we're all in agreement that 12 and 11 over these first 23 games Big success, right? It's sure. a great outcome. One of the one yeah. of the best things you you honestly could have realistically hoped for. So in these next thirty four games, where's the line of success for you? Is it because I I don't think we're happy with seventeen and seventeen, no. right? I don't think no. people would be happy with that. Is it nineteen no. Ex- wins? Is it twenty wins? What do you say? The, the expectations have changed. I would say twenty wins would probably be what it would feel like the expectation was because there are so many series here they should win, right? And not only that, but then they have four against the Rockies to close out the month. Uh, the Nationals 
not a very good baseball team. The Oakland A's, they've been getting pummeled, right? So right yeah. there, there's three series that they should be able to get uh, two, four, and maybe even three wins out of. I mean, that right there is is seven wins. So I, I don't know. I think that the expectations for this team are going to constantly change, to be honest. I think that uh, getting out of this month the way that they did uh, is is impressive. And again, that's going to change the way people view this team. I, I I just think that they have a chance right now to hopefully, you know, get this team back on track, maybe make some some more of those, I don't know, tough decisions, if you want to call it, but make make some of those decisions, right? Like they did with Madison Bumgarner calling up a Brandon Fott. Maybe after what we saw with Dre Jameson in his last start, maybe putting him back to the bullpen might not only help him out, but it might also help the bullpen out that really needs that kind of long reliever that that uh, yeah. we really haven't had, you know. So I, I I'm I'm excited for how this team is going to change because I feel like the barriers have been removed. And again, I brought this up on a past show last week, but it really does feel like that the team is in the mode that they are going to go with who allows them to make who allows them to win games, who allows them to make the most progress. There's, there's, you know, going to be some things like the, you know, Tommy Henry getting the start in today's game instead of Brandon fought because of uh, the logistics of it. But Brandon fought going to be called up here. Uh, not, Soon. Yeah. not, not, not too long from now. I know we have a couple of questions about that, so I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but uh, I did want to make sure to tell you guys to make sure to check out Jesse's article on gophnx.com for more on this start by the Arizona Diamondbacks and more on how the players feel about the schedule and, and how difficult this first stretch was and where they're at after this first stretch. But uh, one thing I don't want to see again till August is the Padres owner just vibing at Chase Field, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> Peter Seidel was just uh, having himself a great old time at Thursday's series opener. I think we have video of that from Talking Baseball. Can you imagine Ken Kendrick get, doing that, Jesse? Can you imagine Ken Kendrick vibing around Chase Field like that? I really couldn't, especially not another ballpark. But Chase Field, could you imagine him getting that kind of uh, reaction? I don't know. We well, need to get Ken I, I think, here I with us. If we're, uh, if we're being honest, I don't know if Ken would quite meet the same degree of enthusiasm walking around <laughs> in the stands as Peter Seidler did there. Uh, but yes, we do need to get Ken on the show at some point. I am, oh, I am, man. I am on board with that. That's right. I mean, we need love to love to get Ken on and talk about his thoughts, especially with this team being in the position they are in. And uh, again, uh, there was some real heartfelt sincerity I felt before the season about him wanting to turn thing turn things around and really wanting himself to go with the young talent uh, on this team. And so far, that young talent has been the reason why they are twelve eleven. Uh, yeah. But also, they have some really good pitching in Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, but Zach Gallen just continues to be outstanding. Yeah, I mean, on, on the whole Peter Seidler thing, I, I will say that it's crazy to me how much of a legend a baseball owner who is willing to spend copious yes. amounts of yeah. money. Steve Cohen, too. To he was he was vibing at, at, at a Mets game and people were coming up yeah. to him and just loving him, showing him. All. Yeah, because because that's what that's what people want. Right. Even if you're like 
honestly, the 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 Padres have a sub five hundred record, and I think maybe the Mets do too. I don't know. Well, but the Padres are five hundred now. Now, now, now they're right. twelve and twelve. But, yeah. but 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 they weren't they weren't at that point, right? They weren't at that point True. when uh, when he was there at, at the game. So I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's it's not even a matter of success. It's like you said, it's really a matter of if you open up the checkbook and you spend the money and you do the things that you think you need to do in order to get this, you know, in order to get your team uh, to be a winner, then people will love you for it, even if it really doesn't work out. But anyway, uh, make sure to check out Jesse's article over at gophnx.com if you haven't done so already. Sign up for a Diehards membership while you're over there. Not only do you get access to all of Jesse's content, including his full count newsletter, but you also get access uh, to our uh, wonderful discounts with our partners. You get a free piece of merch like this It's Always Sunny in the Valley shirt I'm rocking right now over at the phnxlocker.com you get 20% off all future purchases as well members only merchandise members only discounts to events members only invites to events uh, and in, speaking of invites to events we have our phnx dbacks takeover coming up tomorrow april 25th jesse uh you can join us and the crew for our first takeover at chase field on april 25th 6 40 p.m first start weekend we are going to be at cold beers and cheeseburgers for pregame festivities and then we're going to watch the squad take on the royals you can grab your tickets through the link in our show notes you can grab that takeover season pass where you will get this shirt for free as part of that uh and so much more uh we got so many events going on we have a golf tournament going on make sure to join us make sure to come out we are having a lot of fun we want you guys to come out and join it uh join us for that uh if you're watching us right now on the phnx sports youtube channel we appreciate you guys being here leave us a, a thumbs up a like letting you know we're here and that uh you're glad i overcame uh, the stomach flu. Uh, you can also sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, uh, make sure to subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. And we want to give a big shout out to our friends at BetMGM. Uh, nothing makes baseball more fun than betting on it. And of course, uh, you can get all sorts of fun uh Signature bets over at BetMGM. New customers can click into the NBA playoffs for matchup of choice. There's the signature bets tab. Each game market has their own unique set of signature bets. Uh, also, we're going to have some PHNX curated in-app bets as well. Uh, I can't wait to bet on the sheep, uh, on the Shane Diefenlock every week. Uh, and join us at the sportsbook out there. That sportsbook is an incredible uh, place. It's, uh, of course, we know a lot of people don't go out to State Farm Stadium when it's not football season. This is the best reason to go out to State Farm Stadium. Uh, join us for all PHNX Suns uh, away games. We are going to be having playoff watch parties out there presented by Neutral. Um, if you haven't signed up for the BetMGM app, you can use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager Wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use co- bonus code PHNX. Also, join our Knockout Nights Cornhold League during the first Friday of every month. They're free to enter and will include food and beverage specials, giveaways, and BetMGM prizes, including uh, bet, uh, bonus offer, bonus matches, all sorts of stuff. Check out our show notes for the full details. And now, Shane is here to talk about the disclaimer. Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, <laughs> Missouri, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right. Well, 
It's Monday, Jesse. You know what we do around here. Uh, whether we're in studio, whether we're not in studio, whether it's Monday, whether you know, it, it, every week is Shark Week on the show. Every day on the show is Earth Day. And of course, every Monday, we go to the mailbag. Damon, let's go. My mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. All right. First question comes from our friend Gabriel at Bold as Bronze on Twitter, and he asks, it's a month into the season. What are some red flags and some green flags? Will some of the red flags, green flags be sustained or will they revert back to the mean? All right. Well, as far as red flags go, I'm I'm not thrilled right now with the team's walk rate or their patience. Once again, I think that it's been very frustrating considering that this team knows what they can do once they get on the base path, yet nobody wants to be that patient to try to just get on the base path. Right. And I felt like we saw a little bit more patience uh, at, at times during the season and it really worked well for this team, but we're just not seeing it on a consistent basis. They're still not making starting pitching work hard enough. And they're still just not getting that driving that pitch count up to, you know, knock, knock those starting pitchers out just a bit earlier. I, I think that they've seen a lot of success when they uh, get to the bullpen and they're just not getting there soon enough. Yeah, it's a 5.3% walk rate, which is the lowest in baseball by a pretty considerable margin. The next lowest is the Kansas City Royals at at 6.2%. So All right. Uh so yeah, I think that's that's definitely something that the D-backs are going to uh want to shore up over time. We did play a clip on the show yesterday from Christian Walker, uh who basically explain that at least part of the reason for that might just be that the D-backs feel like their offense is good. They feel like, you know, when they need to claw back and get a few more runs that they want to be swinging their bats because they're having a lot of success with that. Um, And there is some truth to that, Derek. Like the D-backs have the sixth highest team batting average in baseball right now. Uh, Their slugging percentage is also in in the top half of the league. It's just the on-base percentage that's that's fairly low just because they're they're not drawing their walks, as, as you talked about. So I still am confident that over time, this will balance out a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say this is – it's not something I expect to be a big weakness for the D-backs this season. I think Josh Rojas is going to draw his walks. I think Christian Walker is going to draw his walks. Um, I think Corbin Carroll is going to draw his walks. It, it, Geraldo Perdomo. If you just like look up and down the lineup, there's enough guys here who have a history of drawing walks that I'm not really concerned, and all of a sudden they're just going to stop doing that. So not not too, too concerned about that one. Um, I will say as far as the star pitching is concerned, I think there's a lot of unanswered questions there right now. Yeah, um, absolutely. The D-backs team ERA is 4.84 uh, coming into today. And I don't think the bullpen is, you know, been like all the problem and the starters have been great. Uh, it's kind of just been a balance where neither, neither the bullpen nor the starting rotation overall have been all that great. Uh, and obviously, you know, Madison Bumgarner is going to be a big part of that 4.84 ERA. If you, you know, if you take his numbers out, it would, it would definitely go down quite a bit, but sure. I still, after we saw what we saw from Dre Jameson, uh, yesterday, I think you're still a little shaky about what the, what his future in the rotation looks like. Ryan Nelson has gotten roughed up a, a little bit more of late. Uh, so you don't necessarily know what you're getting there. Tommy Henry, we'll see what, what he looks like today. There's just a lot of volatility right now with having three very young pitchers in the starting rotation. And I guess as far as his question goes, do you think that these, uh, I mean, the walks, I think they'll get right about, but the starting pitching, I'm, I'm not as confident about. I'm, yeah. You know, that's why it, it, 
it delights me to see Zach Gallon pitching as well as he is because they really needed that ace. They needed somebody that could go out there and kind of get everything back on track, even if the rest of the rotation wasn't able to. You know, Dre Jameson's start on Sunday was really weird. I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but watching that first inning and watching him be unable to hit the strike zone, uh, use use just nothing but fastballs and not even be able to hit the strike zone. And I mean, not even close. It wasn't like, to be honest, going back to Bumgarner, Bumgarner, like a lot of times is trying to, you know, hit that edge and he couldn't really, you know, get his pitches in there, but he was close enough that, you know, it's, it's right there. He's just not, he's just not in the zone to get the call. Uh, Dre was so far uh, away from the zone yesterday that I, I want to chalk it up to just a bad day for him. I really do because we haven't really seen him struggle in that way uh, at any point, I feel like, but also it was like, it was the fact that he just relied on his fastball and nothing but that. Like yeah. that was just and such a weird choice and he has a good arsenal, you know? Yeah. It, what, what also stood out to me going back and looking at the numbers last night is his Velo was up. It was, it was yes. almost like Dre Jameson yes. was like, I don't have my slider. So I'm just going to throw the heck out of this four seamer. But he wasn't, sinker, and but he wasn't able work. to get him in the zone. Right. Like, so he was yeah. throwing it. What was he hitting like 98, 99, I think maybe, or something yeah, he like topped that. out at 99 and averaged yeah. uh, like 98, 97, 98 with the four seamer, 96, 97 with the sinker. I believe Tom Candiotti on the, on the broadcast said it on the radio. He said like, maybe, maybe try taking a little bit off of that fastball and getting it in the zone. Like, you know, yeah. it's like he was throwing it so hard. Like you said, it's probably to overcompensate for not having a good feel for his slider, but yeah, there's still a lot of questions there and there's going to continue to be questions there because because it's a young pitching staff, you know, and honestly, even the two guys at the top had question marks about them uh, at, at points in their career. Merrill Kelly coming over yeah. like he did for this team and Zach Gallen, you know, being part of that Jazz Chisholm trade. These are guys that we, we didn't know what we were going to get. And and now they've become, you know, the, the the ace and the mainstay. Right. So, like, if if we can get some of these young guys on on track i i'm not as worried we still have zach davies in the mix as well but it sounds like zach davies won't be back for at least what like another month plus so uh yeah they're probably they're gonna need them through this stretch and and hopefully they can be solid for them but uh green flags real fast speed ability to create runs ability to do things yesterday we saw the first time that they hit three home runs in a game so the the power starting to pick up again so like I, everything that we've seen them be kind of slow on i feel like is is gaining traction and everything that they've done well this season they continue to do well the base running is incredible and continues to apply so much pressure to opposing defenses that I, I don't know why, like, that's the part that frustrates me about the walks. You know, you, you, yeah. you're able to literally turn a walk into a double within a few minutes and, <laughs> and, and you're just not being patient enough to try to get on base. It's kind of, kind of frustrating. I would also add a, a lot of people view the D backs as being like a hit first, but no power kind of a team. Um, and I actually don't think that's true. Uh, if you look at isolated power, which is basically the difference between your batting average and your slugging percentage, Basically, just measures extra base hits, how many of them you had, what type they are. The D-backs are actually in the top half of the league in that. Uh, sure. So they're certainly not, you know, a big bopper to, type of a team. To be uh, fair, a lot of that is with their legs, though, right? Because most most of those yeah. hits would be singles for other guys, but they're not for Corbin Carroll. And and yeah, I mean, even Cattell has been very fast this season. So we've seen Cattell showing some speed. Been doing he a did great have job a triple yesterday. I don't know, I know if that means he's necessarily all that much faster, <laughs> but he, he did he did make it to third base. But yeah, all yeah. that to say, I think there's maybe a little more power there than people realize. It's more extra base hit power. 
than it is home run power. But I, I do still think that's there. And the other thing we have to mention is defense. The D-backs defense. Defense are probably the best defensive team in baseball. Defensive yeah. runs saved. I think they're second outs above average. They're first entering today. And not only that, but I mean, we just they're not making plays that frustrate you. They're not making plays that you're like, you should have gotten to that, right? We're not seeing Cattell make those plays or miss those plays like he did last year where he was trying to kind of make some sort of snazzy grab. You know, we're seeing Cattell get back to the fundamentals and get down behind the ball and and field it correctly. And we're seeing that just them do all the fundament, fundamental offensively correct. Then, they, then on top of that, they're just making some incredible plays defensively like that nobody uh, should be making but uh, it's been fun to watch and the defense I think again when you talk about those things run production uh, defense speed those are all things I don't think that we're going to see them slow down on this season I think we're going to see them continue to have success at all of that stuff uh, what else do we got Damon uh, Drayton Anderson asks do we think the D-backs are patient with Jamison as a starter or do you think he will be moved to the bullpen quick given the success he had there early in season well I think right now it's all about opportunity and where the diamondbacks need him right i i I very much could see him going back to the bullpen especially if he has another bad start like we saw on sunday uh but i also think that this team right now needs him in there as a starting pitcher i don't think that they want to make that move to brandon fought yet i i feel like that might be a break glass in case of emergency and they don't they don't really want to get in the way of his progress even though mike hazen emphatically said he was ready uh, to come to the major league roster. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, I mean, you still got the same logistics issue where even if you wanted to bring in fought for Jamison, they don't, they don't line up at all right now. So right. Uh, you still have, you still have that problem. I will say if Dre Jamison at some point is removed from the starting rotation, which I don't think the leash is very long for any of these guys, given that you have fought and then you've got Zach Davies coming back, not too far from now. Right. Uh, I think he would be moved to the bullpen if that were if that were to happen. I don't see the D-backs moving Jamison down to AAA uh, to to start no. there. I I no. think they would just be like, you know what? At least for this year, we're going to call him a reliever. He was good there at the beginning of the season. That's a need for us. We need some more right-handed thump in the bullpen. Uh, that would be my expectation if they did get to that point. How how you know how quickly they would make that move is is a little bit harder to say, but yeah, I, I don't yeah. think the leash is is super long for any of them. Like I said, right, and especially it's the short outings too, right? The short outings just put so much pressure on the bullpen, and yeah. they've had quite a few short outings from starting pitching this year that they just don't really have the relief for right now at this point. So. Um, yeah, I would say that that would probably be a fairly safe bet. And honestly, I know you don't want to put a timetable on it, but I'd say if there was two more outings that looked anything like Sunday, we'd probably see Jamison return to the bullpen. Yep. All right. What else we got, Damon? These next two questions kind of go hand in hand. Uh, when do you think Fought will be called up? That was kind of related to what we were just talking about. And Brian Bobbitt asked, I'm catching an Aces game in mid-May. Do you think Fought could be called up by then? Would like to catch him if he's still there. Jesse, do you think Fought will still be in Reno in mid-May? Oh, mid mid-May is so tough. I mean, if if you said like June 1st, I would probably say no, I think no. he's going to be in big leagues. If yeah. you said May 1st, I'd be like no, he's, yes, he's he'll, still going to be in Reno. Be there. Yes. Mid-May is right in that gray area where yeah. it's it's pretty hard to it's pretty hard to say. But um a couple of a couple of things. I think that the Diamondbacks are ready to plug in Brandon Fott the instant that they have a reason to do so. So the moment like we were just talking about with Jameson, 
Cool. Not too long. You're not going to have a long leash. If Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson, or Tommy Henry struggle in their rotation, I think the D-backs would, would go ahead and make that move. On the flip side, if those guys pitch well, you know, if Tommy Henry strings together a few nice starts and Dre Jamison bounces back and Ryan Nelson, you know, kind of hangs steady in the rotation, I don't think the D-backs are going to come out and like force Brandon Fott into the rotation if they right. don't have a, a need for it. They're not just going right. to demote someone else to bring him up. That would be very contrary to everything they've done up until this point. So it very much depends on uh, how those three guys in the rotation do as well as the timetable of Zach Davies and how soon he comes back. Performance. And that's something that Mike Hazen talked about, something that Tori Lavello talked about. It comes down to performance. And at this point, nobody's job is safe, maybe outside of a Zach Gallon, maybe outside of yeah, Christian Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly are safe yeah. in the rotation. But right. anyone after that, Brandon Fock could come in within a couple weeks. Wouldn't Wouldn't shock me. There it is. Well, we thank you guys so much for being here. If you haven't had a chance to check out our friends at Mountain Mike's, they are all about giving you uh, the best value for your for your money when it comes to pizza. They have an incredible lunch buffet to check out that me and Jesse very much enjoyed uh, during the fall fall league games. Uh, you can check out their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson location, which I guess I'm going to have to check out their Tucson location this weekend. I will be down there in Tucson, much to Damon's delight. Uh, and uh, we want to thank them for always hooking us up with amazing food. And we want to thank them for hooking our uh, diehards up with a $50 gift card when you sign up to be a diehard member. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa Chandler Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, once again, new diehards get that $50 voucher upon signing up. And before we head on to our more Mailbag Monday questions, we have to uh, thank our friends at More Furniture for always allowing us to talk about Jesse's lack of chase lounges in his house. Uh, and obviously, uh, this weird shower that he has in the background of his <laughs> bedroom that everybody keeps talking about. <laughs> cover the shower in the background. Yeah, does More Furniture have new closet doors? Maybe. You can check out <laughs> morefurniture.com and see what they have for whatever you need. And they have their white glove delivery service, which we received in our office. We've talked about a bunch, and it is the best way to have furniture brought into your house. There's just some things that we shouldn't do anymore. We shouldn't change our own oil. I'm just telling you that we shouldn't and we shouldn't move our own furniture. These are two things we shouldn't do anymore. Uh, so save big on the best furniture in the Valley. When you head to morefurniture.com. I'm telling you, Jesse, the change your own oil thing. I used to do that. And then I realized I was saving like $3 yeah, by not going I'm, somewhere. I'm the same. I uh, had the exact same epiphany. Yeah. I actually, I never did it myself, but I've helped friends and family members a few times yeah. changing their yeah. oil. Yeah. And I, and I like looked at their receipts and added up the numbers. And I'm like, you realize you can go down the street and they'll do this <laughs> for like five more dollars and they'll air up your tires and yeah. Yeah. your car. Yeah. And- they'll probably clean the windshield and stuff for you too. Yeah. yeah. It's much safer than you doing it yourself for sure. But uh, we got some more mailbag Monday questions. What do we got, Damon? Uh, Logan Franson asks, do you think Pavin will stay up in the show long-term this season, given his strong start? Uh, I, I, couldn't imagine saying no to that right now with the way Pavin's playing. I mean, I I think it sucks for him because he's going to kind of always be relegated to kind of like a fill-in role, I feel like, or a backup role. But he still has been playing well enough that I would not send him down in comparison to some of the other guys on this team right now. Pavin has been versatile, and he's been playing very well. He's been hit just incredible at the dish. I think he has a pretty tight hold right now on the DH spot. Uh, against against righties. The D-backs have used Paven Smith pretty regularly uh, this last week or so in that spot, and it makes sense. Like, I don't think 
Uh, I don't think you necessarily feel like you have to get both Jake McCarthy and Alec Thomas in the lineup right now with how those guys are hitting. At least the D-backs don't seem to feel that way. Yeah, that's fair. So against righties, you're kind of picking one of those two guys and then you're including Pavin Smith because he has been argue i mean the super small sample but he has been arguably the d-backs best hitter overall this season he, jesse he's slashing 321 457 643 with a 1.100 ops like come on just as we all expected right? two home runs yeah <laughs> 10 rbi i mean he almost has he almost has uh he are a third of the rbi he had all last season which he didn't play very many games last season for this team but still i mean he is on track. he almost leads the d-backs i think gabby moreno has the lead with 12 rbi i want to yeah. say he's yeah. like right right behind that oh man i mean it's it's again we we the the team right now they don't really need to make any dramatic changes because they kind of need all of these guys and we talked about things like you know how left-handed they were and they've done things to correct that they've made small changes the bullpen is better you know there's there's things that are getting better for this team but honestly they need to continue to ride with the hot hand and not do that thing that they've done in the past where they go with you know again like the madison bumgarner situation or you know in Pavin smith's case just not playing him because you know you you want to make sure that Christian Walker plays every day. Pavin Smith can play first base. I know he's not as good as a first baseman as Christian Walker, but I mean, he's, he's a viable option for them to have in there uh, when Walker needs a day off as well. And that's just something again, that you're not getting from everybody else that, that you could call up right now. But um, the other question we had in regards to this is the next question, which is what happens when Kyle Lewis is back, Jesse, Mm. that comes from our friend, bloody Ramshorn. Uh, what happens when Kyle Lewis is back? You think he goes down? It's, it's tough to say. We saw Kyle Lewis yesterday in the clubhouse. Um, so he, he was back, um, back at, at the stadium, you know, is this still, is this still the illness thing that he had? Yeah. Is this still the reason why he's out? Yeah. I still, at least publicly, the D-backs are not saying what, um, what this illness is. So we still don't have any information. I do know that Kyle has said he's feeling better. Um, but I don't know exactly what that means or what a timetable looks like or, or any of that stuff. So sure. I do think he'll come back at some point. Uh, and it's a little hard to say. Uh, I don't think the D-backs would send Paven Smith down at, at this point, given all those numbers that we just talked about. Honestly, Derek, the D-backs could... I, I, I would be a little surprised if this happened. I think Jake McCarthy is going to figure it out. But if you're going to send somebody down right now, Jake McCarthy has really struggled offensively early in the season. I think you might be a little quicker to make that Jesse, move than you would with Paven Smith. Jesse, does this have anything to do with him cutting his hair? That has every yeah, that has everything to do with it. Yeah, the moment I, that that Jake it. McCarthy cut his hair, I developed a personal vendetta against him, and here we there are. It is. There it is. <laughs> he was a bit too aggressive about my purple hair. You know what I mean? So anyway, <laughs> uh, what else we got? Ryan. Uh, sent us a question. Ryan asks, uh, with the D-backs being such a wank wagon, what are your power rankings of the MLB? Well, I, much, oh, to your chag- much to your chagrin, um, we have not figured that out yet. And uh, we're definitely probably not ranking the Diamondbacks in our top 10, like we said earlier. Uh, Tampa Bay, still number one for me, Jesse. Tampa Bay is still very uh, high up there for me. What are your thoughts on on the way the Rays have been playing base- baseball? Yeah, I mean, they've been incredible. I I don't, I mean, it kind of sounds like Hanley is asking us to rank all 30 teams, which I don't know. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. 
I don't no, have quite have time for that, but no. I can maybe do like a quick tally of teams I would put in front of the Diamondbacks. I think that's a little, a kind of an easier way to go about this. Okay. I think you've got four teams in the AL East that you would probably have to put in front of the D-backs. The Rays, Orioles, Yankees, Blue Jays. Uh, the Orioles are 14 and 7. So even yeah. though they weren't all that great last year, I think you probably have to put them ahead of the D-backs. Blue Jays right are playing great baseball. They're 13 and 9, and I think most of their games have been on the road. They had a really weird schedule as well. They've only played six games at home yet, you know. So yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, I think you're right there. Uh Mets, Braves, yeah. Mets, NL East Braves, still above them. That's six. I wouldn't put the Marlins or the Phillies above the D-backs. So that's six. Uh, are, you, skipping are, you around. The, are you putting the Brewers above them at 15 and seven, even though the Diamondbacks yeah. won that series? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would put the Brewers above them. So that's seven. The Pirates, I, it feels weird to do that, but they're 16 and seven and they're plus 25. So yeah. I know their yeah. schedule hasn't been the most difficult, but I think I would probably have to do that. Um, so that's eight teams in front of the D backs. I think the Dodgers Cubs, and Padres. Yeah, the Dodgers and Padres, there's two more. So that's 10. Uh, the Cubs, I'm a little on the fence about. Um, Rangers? The Astros, we haven't done yet. The Rangers, that's 12. Uh, Guardians, Twins, maybe one of those. I think I'm, about, I think I'm around 14 or 15, roughly, yeah. with where the D-backs would fall. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we'll, see what, we'll see where they're at on your power rankings after May, though, pal. All right. Yeah, it could change. It could absolutely <laughs> change. I, I'm kind of one of those people who are with power rankings. I'm just not going to change that much after a month. Like, I, Even if a team is doing really well, I know I said I would put the Pirates ahead of the D-backs, but I wouldn't put the Pirates like fifth or sixth, right? Like, yeah, yeah, They're still like enough. a 10 or 11 or something like that for me. I, I like to wait a little bit before I get too, too sold on what any of these teams are doing in the early well, going. And I mean, again, we don't really know how well their uh, opposition, you know, how, how tough of a uh, schedule they've had. I mean, that's all stuff to factor in. Like I said, the Diamondbacks could be sitting at 20 and, and what, 14 after the month of, of May. And we wouldn't be that surprised about it, but I'm sure other people would be when it comes to the Diamondbacks. They would be 30. They would be 32 and 25. If you're, if you're 20 and 14 thing happened, the D-backs would be 32 and 25 on Let's June go. 1st, which is. I'm with it pretty good we got one more question in the mailbag it comes from sean mcnally sean asks we've heard a lot about moreno offensively only recently i've heard about his ability behind the plate what of your thoughts of him as the primary catcher with this young pitching rotation yes three plus rookies two-year guys well i love it i love the youth i love the excitement of it and honestly gabriel moreno has been an absolute pleasant surprise uh and a godsend to be honest with what happened to carson kelly Right. I know that they can't play him every day. I know he's still a young guy that they don't want to completely rely on and lean on. They still like Jose Herrera for his defense and, and his ability to call the game behind the plate. But come on, man. I, I think that Gabriel Moreno uh, has been everything that they wanted him to be and more. And I think he's might, might, might even be coming along a little faster than, you know, than, than they thought he was going to. Yeah, I mean, D-backs pitchers seem to speak pretty highly of Gabby Moreno. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter over at, at PHNX underscore D-backs, we posted a clip the other day of Zach Gallen talking about Moreno and and what he likes about him from from a defensive standpoint. And Gallen said, yeah, he's a, he's a great receiver. He's a good framer. Gallen said he fools him at times with, with 
you know, whether a pitch is a ball or a strike because he's that compelling when he's framing pitches. Um, and he, and he just said quite simply that Gabby cares that it's very clear that Gabby very much cares about his craft. Uh, even though a lot of D backs pitchers are calling their own pitches. So Moreno is not being uh, asked quite as much from on, on that front because sure. pitchers are doing a lot of the game calling at this point. Um, but I've, I've heard nothing, but nothing, but good things. I know Tori talked about, um, just needing to develop relationships with pitchers and how the D backs had to escalate that very rapidly. Once Carson Kelly went down, they were just trying to get, you know, Gabby as much time with all these pitchers as possible. And, you know, so they get to know each other. So Gabby could understand their pitch arsenals better and all that stuff. Uh, but we've heard basically nothing but good things. And the arm is one of the best in baseball. So, uh, really nothing but positive Man, things to say on that front. That that arm has been incredible. It really has. And it's uh, we kind of do the whole joking about don't run on Gabby, but don't run on Gabby. He'll get it's you. True. Uh, yeah. If he, if he doesn't get you trying to steal second, he'll, he'll get you trying to steal third. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, again, I think the biggest thing there is that the Diamondbacks made that trade uh, for Gabby to be the, catcher of the future with giving him a little time behind Carson Kelly there and probably sharing time. And man, I, I just don't know where the diamondbacks would be without him at this point. Probably they probably would have been in a position had they kept Dalton Varsho to put Varsh back behind the plate and have him play catcher some. Yeah, they might, they might've had to, that's a good point. Would not have been the greatest use of that guy because he does have all the tools, but his tools tend to work out better in the outfield. Uh, anyway, we thank you guys, of course, for being here, for stopping by. Uh, make sure, if you haven't done so already, you check out our friends uh, over at Circle K. Circle K is the best place to fuel up not only yourself, but your car. Uh, get some snacks, get some beers, get some premium gas, iced coffee for just $1.89, 12 packs of beer for just nine ninety nine, dollars uh, And, of course, the energy drinks that fuel me, Red Bulls, three for $8, Monsters, three for $6. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to circlek.com slash store locator. That's circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And while you're there, make sure to pick up some beer from our friends at Four Peaks. Uh, we are going to be out there uh, very soon, a couple of days for our Four Peaks A Street Pub uh, NFL draft party. Be sure to follow the crew over at Four Peaks at Four Peaks Brew to get all the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery. And the best place to take in the NFL draft, like I said, is on April 20th. 27th at the four peaks eighth street pub register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of the beer specials must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly they're going to have three dollar redbird lager pints five dollar redbird lager pitchers and our usual phnx specials of three dollar kilt lifters and three dollar wow pints so make sure to join us grab some chicken tendies let's see the cardinals start getting on track right i think we've moved up in the power rankings as far as arizona sports teams go right cardinals seem like they're in a little bit of a rebuilding phase we might just be just a little bit ahead of them we might be a little bit ahead of the coyotes who knows watch out sons we got we're, we're coming well, for that, you, that's dude. what i'm that's what i'm saying about our takeover tomorrow night like yes the suns are playing game five right it's very true but but let's face it Kawhi's not playing paul george isn't playing the suns are at home they're gonna have updates on the screen during the game. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. You're you're gonna be able to keep track. You can watch on your. Let me phone. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Favored. Jesse, are they gonna show highlights of the Diamondbacks games at the Suns game? Probably not. Um. Yeah. Probably yeah, not. Pro- that's that's a, if that Corbin is a Carroll, great point. If Corbin Carroll hits a home run, are you gonna see them replay it over at the Footprint Center? Probably not. They have their <laughs> other things going on, but you know you're gonna see that at Chase Field. So come on out. Join us. Get that season pass. Get this wonderful T-shirt. I love this shirt. 
the shirt is good. Uh, hopefully, I will be recovered at 100%. I'm feeling much better, obviously. Uh, as Jesse can attest to, I have more color in my face today. You look than I a did little yesterday. more normal yeah. today. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But make sure to join us tomorrow. We're going to have a blast out there uh, and get that takeover season pass. You can be uh, with us at all of those games uh, the entire season. We're looking forward to seeing you guys out there. You can follow us on Twitter for more updates and more uh, shenanigans. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Freedom. Our producer Damon is at Damon Dog. That's D A W G with a little at the end. Uh, but of course, our show is at PHNX underscore Dbacks, and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We love you guys. We thank you so much uh, for joining us as always, uh, and we appreciate your time. Remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you have a winning record after the end of the month of April. <laughs>